Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Largest lead of the first half, an 18-point advantage. Well, they came right at us, but I like where we are. Can't you see? Don't you know what I am? I'm a man with a plan, and this time you understand. Puts it in, and it's their first lead since it was 2 to nothing. That's a great thing. They're going to go and run. This is how you respond. But don't put your head down. Just keep going. Tatum drives inside. Lays it in. Smart corner three. Boston Celtics take game three. They're two wins away from a title. Woo! Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, Game 3 of the NBA Finals in the books. Good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning. Morning, Good morning, Key. morning, morning. What's what up, happening? Key? What up, baby? What's happening? Tell you what. Uh, What's popping? That Steph... Steph caught fire last night, and it looked to me. And is he by doing, the way, is he doing enough? He, listen, I got no <laughs> complaints in games two. In games you, two and three, you know, Steph every, answered the bell. You know, every time I'm watching these games at home, when he starts doing, I'm like, Max, is That's, he doing enough? He listen. He answered the bell in games two and three when they needed it. If they don't win, that's not on him. Not last night, but Jay. You're the basketball expert. You're the basketball guy. We're always, we're experts of all sports here, Max. You're the expert of everything. Well, th- yes, that is plainly yeah, true. <laughs> uh, what do yeah, you think? Well, what do yeah. you, you think about the game last night, Jay? What's your takeaway? So, for me, I, look, we're going to give Boston a lot of their credit, right? My, one of my biggest takeaways is Draymond Green's stat line was horrific. It was one of four. He had more fouls than he did shot attempts. He had three assists, and this is a guy that impacted the game so much in game two. We said he was the best player on the floor because he led team in all of assists and minutes played. He was a tenacious rebounder. He set the tone. And for me, when you watch Golden State last night, even though Stephen Curry was doing his thing, even though Klay Thompson found his rhythm, which is a great sign for them going into game four, sure. it just felt like that kind of – that was my biggest thing, Key. That Draymond Green effect, it wasn't there. Like he was actually – him and Steph were being targeted last night. Like Marcus Smart, whenever he got Steph on him, was targeting Steph off, offensively, taking his legs away. And it was the same – there was one possession, Max and Key, where Jalen Brown waved Derek White away and said, get away, I don't need a damn screen. Because he was setting the tone going against Draymond Green and got to the bucket. 82% of the time, this is a stat that's been bandied about, the – team that wins game three of the NBA Finals when it's tied up 1-1, not when one team has a 2-0 advantage, but when it's 1-1, the winner of game three wins 82% of the time. So, guys, both of you thought the Warriors would win the series, as did I. Has that changed? Has it changed for you, Jay? A lot depends on Stephen Curry, man. I got to see how it comes out. Uh, It's unfortunate. It, It reminds me a lot of 2016 when he got hurt again having a guy in Al Horford key that is 6'9", 245 pounds, that falls on your leg that way, uh, a lower ankle foot injury. It seems like these things always come back to haunt stuff. You can't control it. It's so unfortunate because I want to see him healthy. He's having an NBA Finals type of series. But, damn, man, like that, that injury did not look good last night. And I know he hobbled off the floor, but that, that's not a good sign for them moving forward. If he's not available or if, he, if he's not himself – it's going to be hard for them to win the series. Look, he gets a day's rest. He gets the rest up today. He'll be back on the floor tomorrow. Tomorrow, according to him, he feels 
he feels like he'll be able to play. I think it's setting him up for a miracle finish. Hey, hey, game three, he gets hurt. Oh, my God, Steph fought through it. Look at the threes. It sets up that whole conversation that'll lead into game four, back in game five, back to Golden State. So it's a it's a good thing. I don't look at it as a bad thing. Now, the question initially was uh, from you on whether or not they can finish the deal like we predicted. I do believe they can if he's on the floor. If he's not on the floor, it's going to be really, really hard. I think any team that loses – their top dog, if all of a sudden Jason Tatum disappears uh, from the Boston Celtics or Marcus Smart disappears from the Boston Celtics, LeBron James disappears from the Lakers, you don't have a chance. And it's the same way with Stephen Curry. He, even if he's on the floor, but he's not himself, they ain't winning the series, man. They're not. Like, oh, I, of course. Like, I, of course. Like, of course. Like he needs to be healthy. Like he, is, he has been prolific this NBA Finals, man, he, he's made five or more threes um, m- multiple times in his career. The only player in NBA history to do so in the Finals. He's having, he's 31 having, points per game. I don't care what anyone says. He's having his best Finals of his career so far. Game one, I didn't like the fact that I thought he faded in the second half. He still wound up with 34. He had a big first half. Games two and three, Steph answered the bell when his team needed him to, scoring. In ways I have not seen. I saw flashes of it in the Toronto series, right? But on the non-KD teams, I haven't seen what he's done so far. But, Key, you bring up, and, Jay, you bring up 16. Come on, Max, he had the ankle. So could if this winds up where he's playing, Key, but it's kind of a 2016 situation, do you think they can win anyway because there's no LeBron James on the other side because Steph has gotten older and wiser? Or is that going to make it tougher for them to win? No, I think I think it, much like Jay just said, he has to be prolific and a hundred percent in order for them to win. Now, what what is a hundred percent? I don't think right now he's not going to be hundred percent because he got injured. So the hundred percent thing goes out the window. But I think if he could be really effective and he can knock down shots at times, they could still find themselves in the win category. But if not, it's gonna be it's gonna be real tough. I think they all know that. But look, here's what I would say. To the eyes, the injury always looks worse than what it naturally could be, especially when you have a certain feel for yourself on what your injuries are, how you bounce back, how you come back. If you think about when he was injured uh, in the regular season, when he finally got back, when he that first game, he was cooking. I mean, he looked like normal kind of Steph Curry. So I, I think he'll be fine. I just feel that I feel that he'll be fine. Somehow, some way, they'll put some dust on the ankle, rub it a little bit, and he'll be good. <laughs> rub some dirt on it. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here is Steve Kerr on whether there's any concern about Steph's injury. Uh, no. You mean when they dove on the floor for the jump ball? Yeah. I, I kept him in the game. Right, and then you took him out at the two-minute mark. I took him out with two minutes left because we were down by 14 points. So No concern for Steph moving forward. I didn't, I didn't say that. I just The injury didn't force him out of the game, but I took him out down 14 with two minutes left because we weren't going to catch up. We'll, we'll know more tomorrow. That's interesting because I, I guess the first time I heard the, uh, the Steve Kerr post-game interview. So that's interesting to me. You see right there, he's saying that that's not the reason Steph left the game. No, they were de- they were, the game was, got, was yeah, over. But, but, he said, but think about yeah. what he said. He said that's not the reason he left the game. But he still so can't. Right he, there, he, he tells me. He didn't he say I'm not concerned when they said well, so you're not concerned. He's not going to minimize a dude's injury. 
But, Key, if, if you're Steph, here's how you have to look at this situation, even if you are hobbled, right? The opportunity for greatness is something a lot of players talk about. Yes. And it's here. The opportunity for greatness is why, here. Why would you, why it would was, you say that, uh, Jay? Well, because you, you have to look at it being optimistic if you're Steph, right? No, I say why would you say the oh. greatness part because well, yeah. the guy sitting well, next to you is yeah. going to scream and holler and smile but from cheek to cheek. Because, he because hit, my he thing hates it, the narrative. No, it's not a narrative. It's something that internally for Steph, if you're focusing on it, right, if you've been playing your ass off up until this point, like it's pretty much uh, a consensus that everybody thinks about him as the NBA Finals MVP thus far, even though they're down yeah. 2-1, okay? Like we're trying, we're trying to give the trophy to Stephen Curry. Oh, if this just helps. This if, is, this is going to create that drama. Yes, win. that's what yeah. I'm saying. If he is injured and he finds a way to have a prolific performance, the opportunity for greatness was already at 100. Now it goes to like 250. If this man finds a way as a 6'285 superstar in the NBA, that kind of player, a normal human being finds You're, a way to go next level. This is what I've been saying. Oh God. This is the kind of thing I've been talking about. This is exactly yeah. what it, what the legacy needs to put it over the top and Help start to me. get into that top ten conversation. Help me with my brain real quick because I, I remember <laughs> it as a kid. I remember it as a kid, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Didn't Zeke hurt his ankle in, yes. the, in the championship, it came back yes, prolific. Was that the, okay. Was that the Eastern I, I Conference just, Finals or the Finals? I, was it, was it the Eastern Conference Finals? I have to go look that up. I don't remember. I just remember it as a kid. And he dropped like 30. And he dropped, yeah. That's yeah. How, it's like that yeah. moment where you're like, he's hobbled out there, still putting in work. And by the way, Boston will still be in drop coverage. So, like, their defense kind of gives him opportunities to do those things. It does set it up for that kind of drama. And yet no one can do it alone. He's going to need help. Agreed. We're going to get into Jordan Poole. We're going to get into Clay Thompson. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. How much can a podcast be a distraction? Because we're also going to get into Draymond Green. Boy, did someone have an agenda last night? These media guys, am I right? <laughs> You're going to hear it next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Key. Dun, 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 dun. Yo. So I, I did some Instagram stories yesterday, and Jay comment just told me, oh, I saw you were more active. He said, now I'm in the metaverse. I made it to the metaverse. See, Key, you just throw out a word, and then you get Max to repeat it, and it don't even make no sense. I made it to the metaverse. <laughs> this is what the NFT must be about. 
<laughs> yes, it's about your IG stories. And they're going to send you some Bitcoin on top of that. Oh, Bitcoin went up yesterday. Yeah. Don't sleep. Hey, Key, that, yeah, I'll stop playing See? games. When there it comes you go. To that. There you go. I'm just trying I'll to let you that. know, Key. I'm just trying to put you on. Yeah. But we can talk about that another time. No, you ain't going to put me on. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> that works outside the metaverse, too, right? Like That's Gates, the whole thing. Like Gates always says, let me put you on. Guys, like, as I would say, if I can't touch it, you can you can't touch your money now. It. It's in the bank. Yeah, it's he, digital. He hasn't, he hasn't handled cash in five years. Thing. What are you What are you talking about? What do you got? All your money's stored in a safe underneath your house. No, underneath my mattress. Key, if I told you they changed the color of money, you'd be like, "Really? I haven't seen a I haven't seen a, a dollar bill in five years." Stop. <laughs> it's all I high wish. finance. What do I look? What, what do I look like? Tom Brady? Please. Hey. Draymond Green. Speaking of media guys, Draymond Green. On if he gives away too much on his podcast. God. Listen to his answer. He was asked about it. Is he talking X's and O's? What does Draymond think about that? Are you conscious at all of what you're saying about the X's and O's, the game plans, the adjustments could be making their way back to Boston staffers and influencing their decision-making at all? No. I don't say much different on the podcast than I say to you right here. So, nah. What's the X's and O's that I said on the podcast? Only real thing I, I noticed that like really stood out, you talked about how to cover White, Smart, and Horford differently between games one and two. That was really only. Oh, yeah, that was just contesting shots. That, if that's X's and O's, then I don't. You're reaching for something. It's all good, though. Keep going. <laughs> reaching heavy. The only thing, you find that they are taking X's and O's away from your, your podcast. Uh, are, well, the only thing you've said is. Um, White, Smart, and Horford. I'm not trying to blow it up. I, I, nah, I mean, you, you went for it, but yeah. hey, respect. Appreciate the podcast yeah. uh, promo you just gave you me, though. Him, the Draymond Green Show. You Next time, just mention it that way. So, look, first off, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Get, get that plug in there, Key. Bro, I mean, Draymond had a horrible game, right? I mean, he had more fouls and shot attempts. He had three assists. He had, you know, four rebounds. And he copped to it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was horrific, right? And he knows that. Uh, he said he played like crap, right? But uh, here's what bothers me about all this. So Kendrick Perkins is tweeting about last night. KP is family to me. I'm going at him. And even a big brother to me and Isaiah Thomas, who literally last night on NBA TV after the game, I was watching, said he's not talking about Jalen Brown. He's not talking about Jason Tatum. He's not talking about Marcus Smart. He's talking about a podcast. He's talking about Cedric Maxwell and fans. So, Key, this is where I lose my mind, right? He's not giving away insight or strategy on how they're going to defend Boston going into game three or game four. He's giving you insight into what he saw in the game and to a degree, yo, so what if he takes an hour and a half, two hours to do a podcast? Say you play basketball for eight hours. He eight should hours. be sitting say in you, his room alone thinking about the game. Say you sleep key for another eight hours. Okay. You have another eight. What are you doing with the other eight hours of your day? You're telling me you can't take two hours of that and do a podcast. That's, distracting you from getting ready for the NBA finals. Like we're, we're still using this outdated kind of archaic thing. Well, all oh, distractions and he's not focused. He had a crappy game. It's not because he does a damn podcast. Let's start with this man. Yeah. You know, when you searching and you looking for answers or you looking to ridicule somebody or whatever the case may be, and you have a hidden agenda to, to talk about somebody, whatever, whatever it is, you will find, a way to do that. 
and and as we were talking about this earlier, I was thinking to myself, as a player in the National Football League, it was always, well, he didn't do this. He should have been doing It's like that has nothing to do with whether I had a good game or I had a bad game. I remember as a kid, or not even as a kid, hell, just recently uh, uh, during the pandemic, doing the 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 whole uh, thirty for thirty, the Michael Jordan stuff. He went to he went to New New Jersey, to Atlantic City, to gamble and hang out, and then drop whatever it was against the Knicks. But key, that's so the key, right? It's like if you're gonna do it, that's on. you want to be. You want to be. If you want to be, I want to choose my come words on. carefully here because of what goes on in the world. But if you if you want to be, um, well, in the old days we'd have called it bulletproof. From from the criticism, right? You what you do is you show up and you drop fifty five at the Garden. You have a good game, right? Yeah. Otherwise, if you have a bad game, then media people will, we but, will, but, start but like thinking, Jay I said, wonder why this normally great but, player wasn't great but tonight. Max, he's been but doing like this Jay podcast said, since November 15th, like 2021, said, Key. Yep, like you said, though, Jay, I didn't hear anything after game two. Nope. Hmm. So, like, don't get caught up in the whole media circus narrative we need to – figure out how to get some bulletin board material on this guy so now he can talk about us and we can be relevant. And I, don't get I, caught I up think in if that. a media member thinks, you know what, I wonder if this is a distraction. Oh, asking God, the Matt, question, stop. Asking the question, he shouldn't be intimidated out of asking the question because he'll be criticized for asking a question. He's curious No, do about, your job. Right? Do, do your job, right. but so, just know that the job that you're trying to do ain't going to come off well. So Steve Kerr, same reporter, asked Steve Kerr, if Draymond's podcast is a distraction, here's Coach's response. I, I don't listen to the podcast, <laughs> so I uh, I haven't. I don't know what he's said on there. It doesn't doesn't bother me. It's it's you know 2022. It's a different world. Uh, so you know, it's uh, players are part of the media now. It's been established. So it is what it is. I mean, is he wrong? No. I, and and I look. I, I get no. how people are going to say things like. Bulletin board material key. You're, you're giving other teams incentives. Like, I, I get all that. But, I mean, Cedric Maxwell, we talked about it uh, the other day. Like, this is who he is. Like, this is who Draymond if, is. If you're Draymond, you want as many people listening to your podcast as possible, ostensibly, right? Like, that's why you do something in the media. And this is a giant commercial for his podcast now. So, so, so should he have done the podcast before the game? Would everybody be satisfied then? He no, because you do it before the game, yeah. Should he do it before? Should he do it at halftime? Like, seriously, should he do it at t- during the timeouts? Like, Key, God what's going to make everybody happy? Your off day. God forbid you do a podcast in your off day. God yeah, forbid you try to do anything in the off season. God forbid any of that, right? How much do you think there is uh, insecurity in traditional media about athletes grabbing a big chunk of it because they're in a better position if they're also good communicators to get those jobs and they kind of shove traditional media off to the side a little bit. LeBron James uh, does it every day with the shop. Mm-hmm. He does yeah, a shop see, I don't the know. the regular season. I, I always tell people this. I, I get the traditional – I mean, I get the, the new wave media and I get all of that sort of stuff, but I don't ever think that traditional media is ever going to have to worry about those sort of things. We've seen this before. This isn't the first time that we've seen individuals try to do spin-off things on their own. It's just I mean, come on, man. You work for the you work for one of the gorillas of the industry. It's just certain things is not gonna happen. Yeah, you may you may only be able to go 
get Draymond and Draymond, and that's pretty much it. But at the same time, Draymond's still going to TNT. <laughs> it ain't you, you know what I'm saying? So do. when his career is over, but he going to TNT. Last thing right? I say real quick, Max, before we, I know we got to go. So they interviewed Adam Silver last night, pregame show before the NBA Finals started, and they talked about LeBron James being a billionaire, and he talked about how he set up his whole media entity and how it provided a platform for a lot of athletes that even now we JJ Reddick, CJ McCollum, mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly, Draymond Green to start building their brands and talking first about what they see on the court. Like this is going to be something that we are going to be seeing go next level for the next 10 years and traditional media has to get used yeah. to it. Technology has democratized media but still as Key says there are platforms, some platforms that are bigger and stronger Great. than others. Don't forget we're giving away $3,000. $3,000 following Game 3. Tune in at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to find the winning word. Keyshawn J. Willemax is brought to you by Mako. They're scratches, they're dents, they're unexpected natural events. If life throws you uh-ohs, just say, better get Mako. And go to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. Is Washington's defensive coordinator, what is going on? That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So I, I wish people could see Key and I's face right now. Yeah, Jack Del Rio, that's the Washington Commander's defensive coordinator. You know, like you don't want your coordinators or anyone really causing a giant distraction out of nowhere, right? Well, listen to what he said about the insurrection in which seven people lost their lives, including a police officer, a Capitol Police officer. Listen to how he uh, characterized the, uh, the insurrection at the Capitol. I think we all as Americans have the right to express ourselves, especially if you're being respectful. I'm being respectful. I just asked a simple question, really. Did I, let's get right down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into those things if we're going to talk about it why are we not looking into those things because it's kind of hard for me to say i can realistically look at it i see the images on tv people's livelihoods are being destroyed businesses are being burned down no problem 
and then we have a dust up at the Capitol, well, there's no, nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about We're going to make that a major deal. I just think it's kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. That's all it was. Um, by the way, that was in his defense of a tweet that Del Rio sent out on Monday. Quote, would love to understand the quote whole story about why the summer of riots, looting, burning, and the destruction of personal property is never discussed. But this is hashtag common sense. Uh, you know, uh, in, instead of me sitting here and schooling Jack Del Rio because that comment is so stupid, it it it, it belies like I I don't even know where to start. It'd be like explaining it to a child. It's such an idiotic comment. But let's leave that aside for a second and talk about the reaction from the point of view of you know how this what kind of an impact this has on a team, guys. Who wants it first? Go ahead, oh, I, I surely would take it first. Um, you know, <clears throat> I, I look at it as I'm, I'm, I'm trying to really understand Jack Del Rio. I'm trying to understand him. I've been knowing Jack Del Rio since I was about six, seven years old. I was a, I was a bat boy at USC when he played baseball, and I was a ball boy at USC when he played football growing up in South Central Los Angeles. I've been knowing Jack Del Rio a long damn time. Um, I, I I am very, very disappointed in him, like to a whole nother level. Like it hurts to the core because when you respect somebody, as long as I have respected Jack Del Rio, and now all of a sudden I hear this, now I take something back. I entrusted in him. Everybody has an opinion. You have your own thoughts. You can say what you want to say. It, 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 you know, it's free. Do whatever you want to. Freedom of speech. But as a player, if I'm playing for the Washington Commanders, I can't play for him as my defensive coordinator. I just can't. As a black man, knowing good and damn well what January 6th was all about, we can, we can gloss over it many different ways if we want to. But I think everybody in this country know what the hell January 6th was all about. We can talk about the summer riots and we can talk about dis- destruction of property and things of that nature. Yeah, we can talk about that. Is it wrong? You're damn right it's wrong. Burning people's property down and looting and stealing is certainly wrong. But the frustration for many, many years was built up. So we must start there to understand why that took place. But we didn't have zip ties. We didn't storm the Capitol building as African-Americans because that's who you're talking to and you're talking about when you're talking about the summer. That's not what we did. We didn't go and try to attack politicians. That's not what we did, okay? So when you say something like that was just a dust-up, Max, not you saying it, Jack Del Rio saying it, you letting us know what he said. On top of that, when you rattle off, several people lost their lives, including police officers. That was a dust-up? Oh, okay. I would have a hard time playing for the man, me personally. That's just me. And if anybody knows me, you know how I am. If I say something, that's what the hell it is, period. Yeah, I think that's very well said, Key. Um for me, you know, there, there's a lot to unpack here. 
number one, from a player perspective, uh, I would play for Jack Del Rio. Uh, I do not and am not a subscriber that I think Jack Del Rio should lose his job. Uh, his First Amendment right is to say whatever his opinion is. Uh, my First Amendment right, if I were a player on that team, I would be addressing facts at every press conference I had. And I would make his job very uncomfortable. I would make him feel and apply more pressure on him internally. Um, that's my approach. That's how I would take it. Because I think if you fire him off this, uh, I think that creates a new set of problems. Now, if they're not able to get a new stadium because a senator heard that, they get voted against that, that's a different conversation. Um, my First Amendment right in addressing his opinion with my opinion is I think that was one of the most idiotic things a person could ever say. And I think that's a, a bigger problem that we have in our country is that people have different sets of facts, right? The conflation of opinion and facts. Key, properly articulated that we lost lives uh, during January 6th. And the fact that he said, hey, looting, robberies, things of that sort, no problem. No, according to the Associated Press, which is you know, considered by most people to be a nonpartisan credible source. We had over 10,000 arrests, over 10,000 arrests, Key, during protests during the summer. I'm with you, Key, burning things down, looting, stuff is not correct. But to compare the two, considering where this country came from, what the issue was that people were addressing to something that got claimed through trials as an attempted coup, right? Um, a resurrection. Insurrection. The, insurrection. Insurrection, excuse me. On the Capitol, um, like that, to call that a dust-up, it, it just it feels like it's a loss in a lot of these um, polarizing thoughts that people are saying because you just start conflating everything. So, look, man, like, I, got, I got so frustrated at hearing this yesterday because his ability to double down on it is something that either became even more bothersome. And the question is, Key, if you're Chase Young, if you're a guy that's in that locker room in a, in a, in a city that is – Chocolate City, Washington, D.C., right? How do you handle this internally? Do well, you want to play I, for a guy like Jack Del Rio? I don't know what Chase Young, but Chase Young's going to have to make a comment off this. Well, everybody approaches it differently, right? I mean, it just depends on where you at, how you feel about it. Look, I'm a type of person, you show me who you are, I'm done with you. That's just me. If anybody knows me, you know how I am. If, if you show me who you are, I'm done with you. Now, Chase Young and... and the defensive side of the ball and those guys in that locker room and Coach Ryan Revere, who's been on our show many, many, many times, I'm sure are deeply hurt by his comments. I'm sure. When you are dealing, <clears throat> when you are dealing in a league of, uh, of, of a majority of African-American football players, not just African-American football players, but people that stand by the right things to do versus the wrong things that was done, you're going to get a different reaction. There's no question about it that that locker room is going to look at him sideways. Now, they may still play because they're getting a check, but it ain't going to never be the same. It ain't going to never be hugs and kisses and kumbaya. I can promise you that, man, Yeah. He, unless he, they're delusional. He played what about? He tried to compare sedition, you know, trying to overthrow the government, with protests that were largely peaceful, that at times turned violent, um, and they're two completely different things. But furthermore, wh why are you drawing the connection there in the first place? Why, why are you that? playing? What about that? 
What? But 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 I, if you go back, if you go back, and 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 I hate doing Jack like this. Because, you know, he's a USC Trojan. Mm-hmm. I've been, like, again, I've been knowing Jack for long. You have no idea, man, how long I've been knowing him and how close I've been to Jack Del Rio. If you go back to 2016 and you go all the way back to his days as an Oakland Raider head coach, he made comments about kneeling down that was crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's like you just – but you're showing me who you are. I get it. No, he may also just are. have low comprehension. I mean, and he's easily propagandized because the comments that the first thing I think is, well, that's a stupid comment. But 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 key, you're saying, yeah, but I, what I'm seeing is something underneath it that I don't like. It's not about being stupid. It's about something's wrong there. Well, this is what he said. This is the comment he made to try to walk it back or to 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 uh, do some damage control. You tell me if this comment means anything to you, Key and Jay. Okay. From Jack Del Rio, I made comments earlier today in referencing the attack that took place on the United States Capitol on January 6, 2021. Referencing that situation as a dust-up was irresponsible and negligent, and I am sorry. I stand by my comments condemning violence in communities across the country. I say that while also expressing my support as an American citizen for peaceful protest in our country. I have fully supported all peaceful protests in America. I love, respect, and support all my fellow coaches, players, and staff that I work with and respect their views and opinions. Okay. That mean anything to you guys? It's cool. You are, yeah, okay. you apologize. It's, yeah. You already said what you said, man. You, you're now trying to put a cap on top of it when it's already out the bottle. It's too late. I, I get it. We're Americans, too. We are, we are Americans, too. And we want peaceful protests, too. And we respect everybody, too. We, we respect all of our colleagues we work with and the players we play with and the coaches that coached us. We respect that, too. And Keith, we respect their feelings. When you say it's too late, do you mean you revealed something about yourself that you now you can't oh, get 100%. that toothpaste back in the tube? I, oh, see, I see who you are. A hundred percent. Do you think you revealed something, Max? Do you honestly think he revealed something? Are you are you believing that he is just oh it just slipped out his mouth? I believe that he did reveal something, and I wonder how much of it is commentary on the level that go. that a huge percentage of people in this country have been propagandized. And but but in order to be propagandized in that way, I think largely your heart has to be in a certain place to begin with. But can, can I say something real quick? Because I'm on social media a lot, and I'm, I'm sure Jack Del Rio is not on social media, but I think social media sometimes is a reflection of your echo chamber that you live in, right? So a lot of times what happens on social media is, you know, you would hear this about Facebook too, or sorry, meta as they call it now, where they put you in these echo chambers and your thoughts, you end up hearing other people's thoughts that are so similar to your thoughts, they just continue to enhance yeah. that. And I think a lot of times people don't surround themselves with people that have alternative thoughts that actually have thorough conversations. So for me, I'm not going to cancel Jack Del Rio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say I look at this as an opportunity. I like his apology key. I think it's a first step. But I, I can't. I'm sorry, Jay. I, 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 I hear what though, you're man. saying as an individual. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't subscribe to... When you let, screw it up, let me finish though. And then you apologize. I don't subscribe to that, man. I, I, I understand. Just don't. I, I understand. Not and, in these situations. And I can't and, do it. And you're allowed to, Key. There will be a lot of players that might feel exactly the same way you do, and that is allowed off of his comments. My thing is, I think it creates a different type of issue if we were to cancel him and not give him the opportunity to show us over time what he's learned. Now, Daniel Snyder. 
There's some other issues there. It's really ownership of the Washington Commanders. But if you're Ron Rivera, hopefully you're putting Jack Del Rio in rooms individually with a lot of players and forcing him to have real conversations so they can see him apologize and they can have in-depth conversations key. And it is going to take that kind of work. People have to be willing. My thing is your apology is one thing. Be willing to do the work individually and collectively with the team to show that you have learned from this experience. See, see, see I, I, I just I, – I, I don't I, mean I, to push back against you, Jay. You can push back, bro. I just don't subscribe to that type of behavior when I know what you're doing. See, you're not going to fool me, okay? You're bringing up summer riots and you're bringing up protests in peaceful protests that turned ugly at times, like Max said. We know who the summer protest people were. They were African-Americans. The majority of them were African-Americans. And actually Black a people big that percentage, looked like me. And by the way, a big percentage of when they turned violent had nothing to do with the actual BLM protesters. I, I agree with you. Agitators. I agree with you both on all these. I agree with you. I was infuriated by the comment as well. But when I agree you, with you both. say, when you try to minimize something, you're, you're talking about a government building. But Jay, I One think of the Key, most famous government buildings I, that I know. I, I, yeah, I understand. Key, Key, Key. I, think, I think the larger point, the, the thing that you're discussing is Key's like, I see you, I had it with you, goodbye. And Jay, what you're saying is you want to use it as a moment to broaden a conversation yes. and enlighten people and try to, to, try to move forward. And, and my heart is with Key. Like, that's how, because I get angry as I soon as I see too. it. And I'm like, you know what? I see you, goodbye. And but but my head, Jay, is with you in that we don't get anywhere if we don't at least make an attempt to reach out to the misinformed, the ill-informed, et cetera. Now, if their heart's just not in the right place and it's all an excuse, what can you do? It's cool. It's cool to reach across the aisle and hug and it's all cool to educate. It's all cool. Some people are misinformed, and you can bring them back. Some people are that way. Let me ask you. There's no question. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a serious question. Am I? I don't want to put you in this bind, but we're having this conversation right now in real time. I think it's important. You've known Jack Del Rio for a very long time. Where would yeah. you say, before hearing these comments, where did you think his heart was with you in your personal relationship? Did you- Always, all my personal relationship with him is fine. I, I had a personal relationship with him, personal relationship with Bruce Allen that used to be the president, general manager of the Washington football team at the time that are now the commanders. I have personal relationship. Doesn't mean because I have a personal relationship, I can't feel a no, certain no, no, way no, about no. an I, I never said. I was just asking. I never. I never, I I never said that you. I was just asking you to give insight into. You. Do you think there were any uh, uh, racist-like tendencies that he's shown you over? He's the never. Time? He's never. I can never say he's shown me personally. Okay. But when doesn't you allude exist. to certain things, when you go back to the San Jose Mercury back in 2016, which is a newspaper, and an article was written, and you see his comments about kneeling down in the protests and the things that was going on back then, and you look at that, we and then you it. fast forward again today, and you look at that sort of stuff, you have to sit back and say to yourself, what the hell am I dealing with here? I, I, I want to quote I that because part of it is also, guys— I want to point out a double standard here. Forget about where trying to trying to guess where his heart is, right? Hearts of people are are hard to read sometimes. But but instead of doing that, just think about the double standard because this is um, referring to Colin Kaepernick's protest. "Quote: For us, I think it's more about recognizing that you're part of an organization. You're representing our organization, and our organization believes that you should pay respect to the flag." Save those individual decisions to express yourself for an individual forum. 
Okay, think about this for a second. Really what he's saying is don't be a distraction. We are a team. We should be lockstep. Again, Hmm. the way he expressed that, it's a stupid thing to say expressed poorly, and I can get into that another time if you really want to know why. He does the same but, thing. But the, the fact is the hypocrisy is on display because here he is as a coordinator for another organization kicking up a firestorm, so to speak, um, over something that, what? what? They need this right now? So he's doing the very thing that he has a problem with Kaepernick doing in 2016. See, unless it aligns with his own personal values, if it's his values, then it's okay to express it publicly. But if it's not his values, then you're going against the team. So his values, that's really what the team, he believes he expresses whatever he thinks, that's what everyone else should think. And if not, then you're going against the team. And, you know, another thing, Jay, so, like, for me, having to be involved with my university in a lot of different ways when it comes to hiring practices of our football coach, mm. I put Jack Del Rio's name down. Mm. Okay? Yeah, I hear so you. if you go in and you do it this, yeah. and then all of a sudden this comes out, and you got to go sit in the homes of these black families and recruit these kids, and I'm the fool that signed off on you to become the head coach, I hear you. that's going to be – they're going to be looking at me saying – what the hell you put in here, Keyshawn? Yeah. No. I, so all yeah. of that to me is personal now, because so Key, are you you've say- duped me for so long and had me believe in something totally different than what I'm seeing now. Do you think he should be fired? No, I don't. That's not my decision. I can't fire somebody because I don't own the team. Okay, his rights are his rights. The way he feels, the way he feels. Okay, if that defense doesn't perform well or doesn't want to play for him or they losing money and things of that nature, that's a different conversation. In other words, you wouldn't do to him what the league did to Kaepernick. No, I wouldn't. Right. No, I wouldn't. Isn't that interesting? Yes. I wouldn't either. Isn't that interesting? Because Kaepernick didn't didn't break any rules, nothing. Just, you know, didn't participate in 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 an optional ceremony. Jack didn't break any rules. Your long history and all your feelings are valid. I, I get you. I just, you know, sometimes with propagandizing, Max, like you made mention of, it makes sense for us to take that as a moment to learn how to build and, and learn how to deal with that and talk it to the next level. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max back to the finals. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.